Amen. We, my wife and I just went to a celebration of life yesterday. Sister Dorothy Gazandi passed away. And um, there's a lot of people there. And it was, a, it was a good celebration of life. And then afterwards, they, we had some food at one of, I don't know where the place was at, somewhere in Rockland. And uh, they had food, and we sat with the bowlers, Brother Darren Bowler. And um, he's always really funny. Guy cracks me up. He, uh, at one point in his life, wanted to be a comedian. I think. And he's actually written some comedy. And we tried to get him to come for our Christmas banquet, and he said he wasn't ready. Because he's, I said, well, you don't have to do the whole comedy routine. You could do, like, parts of it. Because he's already got a whole comedy routine. He's told me in the past, I would like to come present it to your church. And I'm like, so I said, you, we had to get someone else because, uh, you know, you don't want to come. He goes, all right. He goes, don't forget. He goes, I'm still working on some things. Um, but um, so he told me, he said he, had, he has a great message, he said. And it's, it's called, uh, I said, we haven't had you come up here in a while and preach. And he said, it's called um, Live by the Sword. And I said, oh, live by the sword, die by the sword. He goes, no, actually, no, that's not part of it. <laughs> he goes, but that'll work too, yeah. And so uh, anyways... I got to thinking about that, and this past week, I read through the book of Deuteronomy. Has anyone ever read through that book before? What would you guys think? What was it? Did I hear a comment over here? <laughs> I heard something. <laughs> what, what was it, Michael? It felt kind of to kings? To kings? It does repeat some stuff, yes. Uh, You'll hear the Ten Commandments again there in Deuteronomy. Um, But, so I wanted to read a scripture from Deuteronomy. Um, If we can stand to honor God's word, just going to read three verses. Deuteronomy 17, verses 18 through 20. And it says, I'll wait for it to come. Is it working today? There it is. All right. Deuteronomy 17, 18. And it shall be when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book out of that which is before the priests, the Levites. And it shall be with him, and he shall read therein all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God, to keep all the words of this law and these statutes to do them, that his heart be not lifted up above his brethren, and that he turn not aside from the commandment, to the right hand or to the left, to the end that he may prolong his days in his kingdom, he and his children in the midst of Israel. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to ask Sister Kathy Stoops to to pray for the Lord's blessing. Amen. You may be seated. So, do 
Deuteronomy chapter 17, uh, verse 19, I memorized uh, when I was in Bible quizzing in the other century, in the 1900s, way back when. And it says, and it shall be with him, and he shall read therein all the days of his life. That he may learn to fear the Lord his God and keep all the commandments of the law, this law and these statutes to do them, something like that. Deuteronomy 17, 19. And so as I was reading through Deuteronomy, and sometimes when I read through it, you know, and you read verses that you've memorized before, they just kind of pop out. And so I wrote in my notes, I put Deuteronomy 17, 19, and I put a star next to it. And this is where the Lord is really addressing future kings of Israel, those who would be king. And I want to look at verse 18. And it says in verse 18, when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom, that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book out of that which is before the priests and the Levites. He's to write a copy. That's kind of what Deuteronomy means. That's why, Brother Michael, when you're reading it, it looks like you're, you've already read this before in a way. So this is the king writing God's law out himself. I don't know how many kings actually did this. You know, you go to be king, you sit down and, and you write it out. It, that's what it looks to me like when I read it. It looked to me like the king was the one doing the writing. And some Jewish people, and there's different beliefs and different commentators say different things, but some say, no, it was the Levites who wrote a copy for the king. But to me, it looks like it's the king talking to the king, and some commentators say that as well. So that was what I got when I, I was imagining he becomes a king, and he gets this, the law from the priests and the Levites, and he writes his own copy out of the law, right? Um, and so I, got, I began to think about that. Why would God have him do that? Why would God have him just begin to write the laws, and I think something happens when you put your time and your energy into something. Your heart follows its investments. And he's writing out the law, right? And no longer is that just any old book that's sitting on a shelf, you know? A lot of people have God's word and, oh, that's, you know, that's the Bible collecting dust up there. But that's, hey, I wrote that. That's my handwriting, in copying, you've picked up some of the things that you might not have picked up otherwise as you begin to write. And I don't know how many kings did this. Um, and I don't know how worried God was about plagiarism. But he said, write it out. Write this copy. And it goes on to say, it shall be with him. That copy of that book that that king was to write stayed with that king. Um, it's not something he put in the storage as an accomplishment from his past, but it's something that he needs to keep with him. He has a daily interaction with it. It's with him, this copy of 
the book of the law that's with the king. And then it goes on to say, and this is what uh, inspired this message, is this little phrase right here. And he shall read therein a couple days a year. No, Sister Kathy, that was the right, that was the right, like, look. No, that's not what it says. He shall read therein all the days of his life. Well, what about when he's not feeling good and he's sick? Well, he's to read therein all the days of his life. Well, what about when he's busy at work? Well, he's to read therein all the days of his life. Is there a day when he should not read? If he's alive, he's to read therein all the days of his life. Now, why would God have the king, all future kings, to have this book written in their own handwriting, and them read therein all the days of their life. He doesn't read it just occasionally, but every day of his life. doesn't matter if they're going to war. In the middle of the war, oh, king, we've got this situation. Hold on a minute, I'm reading my Bible. Just got this. I just got to finish reading right here. I'll be out there in a little bit. We got some important business, king, that you need to attend to. Hold on a minute, reading my Bible. It gets a little busy sometimes. Our life gets busy, especially if you're a king. Difficulties sometimes arise concerning your position, but still you have to read. Every day. And sometimes in reading God's word, you might come across a situation and you think, man, I just read about this. I know how to handle the situation. Has anyone ever done that? You've been in a situation, you didn't know the best way to handle it, but you know you've read something in God's word and it made you realize, I've got the answer. I know how to handle this situation. Why, what benefit is there in reading this book every day of your life? Well, it goes on to say that he may learn to fear the Lord his God. Anytime you see the word that in Bible quizzing, that's a why question. If we were to ask why, and then we would give this answer, that. We, the, the word that triggers a why question for the Bible quizzer. That he may learn to fear the Lord his God. How important is it for you to have the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord, that awe, that reverence, that respect, it's very important and if he reads every single day, this book that never leaves him, you know, it's always with him. He reads it every day. He's written it out. Um, one of the benefits is that he may learn to fear the Lord his God. And we definitely want a king that has a fear of the Lord. That's what we want. That's what I would like. There are plenty in leadership today that have no fear of the Lord. None whatsoever. Another benefit, it goes on to say, is to keep all the words of this law. So you, you've written it out. Uh, you read it every day. You keep it with you. Uh, that word keep means to guard or to hedge about, to protect, to attend to. And the king should keep all the words of this law, all of them. And maybe there's some words that you'd rather not keep. You guys know which one, ones I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Some of those ones that you've read you don't want to keep? 
Do you know what I'm talking about, Sister Kathy? <laughs> you know, there's some that you're like, you know, I know it says that, but I don't really want to do that right now. Oh, these ones are okay over here, but there's some I just don't want to keep. But the king should keep all the words of this law, all of them. Maybe some of them are a little bit uncomfortable. And some of them we want to dismiss or forget and, you know, just take that part of the scripture out. But just to keep all the words of this law and these statutes to do them, not just to keep, to guard them, but to do them. He's to keep the law and statutes and do them. The purpose of keeping these words, words which are an exact copy of God's law written by you, is so that you can do them, O king. That's the reason why. And then it goes on to say that his heart be not lifted up above his brethren. Have you ever met some people that they just seem like their heart was lifted up above their brethren? They thought. And so this is a way of keeping us a little humble. We read God's word. We read God's law. And this is one of the benefits, that our heart is not lifted up above our brethren. Pride is something that can really get into our lives. And so keep yourself reading in that book so that your heart is not lifted up above your brethren, O king. And that he turn not aside is another thing that it says. From the commandments to the right hand or to the left, keep reading every day. So that you don't turn aside to the right hand or to the left. Keep focused. Keep going straight. Not turning to the left. Not turning to the right. Sometimes there's distractions. Sometimes there's things that happen in our life. But keep reading every single day. So that you don't turn aside from the commandment. Uh, to the end, it says, He may prolong his days in his kingdom. And sometimes we don't always see the benefit of reading God's word every day, right away. We don't always see that right away, but just keep hanging it on. Just keep reading. Just keep doing. Yesterday at the funeral, I seen a lot of people there that I hadn't seen since I was a teenager. You know, uh, I remember going to the Loomis uh, church camp. I remember meeting some of these people as teenagers, and I thought, man, Life has really been hard on them. You know, look at that old person. Over, oh, wait, they're my age. <laughs> look at that old guy over there. Man, have I, he looks so familiar. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, and I thought, man, some, you know, talk to some of them. They, life's been hard. And so sometimes you don't see the benefit right away, but to the end, he may prolong his days in his kingdom. After many years, maybe, you might not see it right away, but don't give up. Keep on keeping on. Be faithful. Read that book every single day. Get your mind, focus on it, meditate upon it. And then it goes on to say, and his children in the midst of Israel, not just you, but this benefit is passed down to your children. I want my children to be blessed by me doing what I should be doing every single day. Maybe I'll be a better dad. 
Maybe my children will appreciate me more. Maybe they'll see my wisdom. Maybe, if I have any. Um, so there are a lot of leaders here today that can learn from what the Lord spoke concerning the kings. Leaders in families, moms, dads, leaders in the church, leaders on the job, at a school. Or maybe you just desire to be in leadership. But if we would get ourselves in that book every single day, keep it so that we can do what it says to do, what it tells us to do would make a huge difference in our lives. Some of those benefits will not be seen right away, but be faithful. One of the scriptures I was thinking about was in Matthew twenty-two twenty-nine, which was another verse that we memorized in Bible quizzing. And it's Jesus speaking. And the Sadducees were a sect of Jewish people that they did not believe in the resurrection. They believed that once you died, that was it. There's going to be no resurrection. There's no heaven. There's no hell. And so they came and they tried to trip up Jesus a little bit. And they tried to catch him and they said, oh, this man, you know, he died. And then, um, so he had no children. And so his wife, you know, since he's got a brother, so the brother's got to go in and, you know, he's got to go in with her and then they got to have a baby so he can raise up a child for the dead brother. But then that brother died. And then the, the next brother died. And so... They, all the brothers keep dying. So they're trying to trip up Jesus. And they're trying to say, so who's she going to be married to in the resurrection? So she, she had all these brothers. And Jesus, you know, he's wisdom personified. He knows. He knows the book. And he said, you do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. Now, when I was a Bible quizzer, we just memorized that verse by itself. Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. And so, there are, keep that scripture up there, can you? Matthew twenty two twenty nine. did you put it up there? Is it up there? I just want you guys, I just want you guys to see that. Caleb's not as fast as Joel, but he's, you know. I'm sure he's going to get faster. <laughs> now, this doesn't, you know, show the red letters, but this is what Jesus said. I want to keep that scripture up there for a little bit. I remember this one time my dad mentioned to me, he said, son, he goes, I know that you hate to be wrong. Anyone else like that? You hate being wrong? And I was debating one time with another minister. And he said, he said to me, well, what about this? And I said, I'm not really sure if this is what I think. He goes, well, you have to know. I said, well, I don't know. But this is what I think. And the reason why I said that is because I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> and so I'm real leery about making emphatic statements unless I'm really positive, because I hate to be wrong that much. My dad told it to me. Actually, he meant it as a compliment. 
He didn't mean it like, oh, you're so stubborn. You hate being wrong. You just argue. No, he just said, you just hate to be wrong. So you'll make sure that you're not wrong. You don't like to be wrong. And I don't like to be wrong. If I find out that something's, my mom told me this too. She said, when you were going to be born, she said, you were coming out breach backwards. And she said, and then at the last minute you turned around. She said, it's been that way your whole life. (laughs) We thought you were going the wrong direction. At the last minute you turned around. I just hate to be wrong. I don't know about anyone else. I just hate, you know, you see the consequences of people making mistakes and people being wrong. So I don't want to err. And Jesus said, you do err not knowing the truth nor the power of God. We've got to know the truth. And people say, well, it's too hard to understand the scripture. It's way above my head. How many times have you guys heard that? I can't understand it. You've got to understand it. You must understand it to get all the benefits. You need to read in it every single day. And you've got to step up and understand it. I had this thought. I don't know about anyone else. But anyone else tried learning another language? Okay, let's, let's pick on somebody. Uh, Kylie, tell me your favorite Russian word. Do you know one? Just one Russian word. Not even one? You know one? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> I know one. Da. <laughs> Means yes. Do you know a Russian word? Da. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what Judah said to me the other day. I was asking him, how much Russian do you, do you know some Russian? He goes, da. Da. I'm like, da? <laughs> okay. So I got to thinking, you know, I've tried to learn some Spanish over the years. And I recognize that there's a lot of Spanish words I don't even know. And I've learned hundreds of words. But there's another language (laughs) that I know a lot more words, and it's English. Now, there's a lot of words I don't know in English. And when I read that Bible in English, um, sometimes I run across words that I don't understand. But let's see. Let's just look at this. One word at a time. Jesus, you guys understand? Everyone understands that? Anyone not understand that word? Okay. Answered. Let's see how hard this is to understand. Answered. Anyone not understand? You guys all know that word? Okay, good. And. Anyone know the word and? Oh, man, you guys know English. Now, if we were doing this in Spanish, you might not know. Said. Anyone know the word said? Unto. Anyone know that word? Unto. Them. How about them? Oh, you guys know that? Ye. Yeah, that, that's hard, right? Because you're like, ye, that's like old-fashioned English. I don't get it. Ye, right? So that's one of the ones we struggle with maybe. But you guys know what it means? Okay. How about do? You know, we all know. How about er? Er. Yeah, you might have to look that one up. Uh, not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. I think every, just about most of us here is going to understand almost 100% of every word in that verse. So a lot of people that say we can't understand the scriptures, it's excuses. I've read some manuals that were a lot harder to understand than this because it's like way over my head. Some plumbing manuals are very difficult. And so we've got to know, we've got to understand. 
And so I don't want to err, err. And there's plenty of people that do that. So we must know the scriptures. You must know the scriptures. And Jesus said, you do err, err, not knowing the scriptures. Well, I can't know the scriptures for whatever reason. Yes, you can. But it's going to take, you know, sometimes you got to look up the word. Anyone here ever looked up a word that you didn't know what it meant? It doesn't take that long, especially with the technology we have these days. We can, I could just quickly say, um, what does er mean? Which word? E-A-R. No, not that one. <laughs> Let's see, what, what is another one? Uh, define power. That's... That's all that. See how quick it is? It's that fast. I mean, I can get a definition of a word that fast. And so I don't think there is a good excuse for us to not understand things that we're reading with the technology that we have. Joshua chapter 1, it says in verse 7. Now, this is right after Moses had died. And Joshua is now going to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. And God is speaking to Joshua. And he tells him, only be thou strong, Joshua, and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Anybody here looking for prosperity? All right. I'm going to be a prosperity preacher today. There is a way that we can prosper according to the scriptures. In verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Well, some people have never even got in their mouth. Some people don't read it. Some people don't memorize it. Some people don't meditate on it. Some people don't speak it. And he's saying, it's, so Joshua knew some of the words. It was in his heart. It was in his mouth. It was something that he meditated on. It's something that he spoke. And it said, this book of the law shall never depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Wait a second. That's like more than like once a day. It was like a day and night. That, that sounds like an awful lot of meditation on this book of the law. That's never to depart out of my mouth. And uh, he says, here's the reason why. There's that word that, you know, here's that why. That thou mayest observe to do according to, you know, 50% of the things that are written therein. You'll be encouraged. No, no, to do according to all that is written therein. For then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. This, if you were to look in the King James Version, this is the only verse in the entire Bible where the word success is mentioned. We learn that from Bible quizzing. Because, you know, when we're quizzers, we hit the buzzer, and they'll say something like success. Quote, the only verse of our study that contains this word. One, one year, one guy, 
he, he said, uh, he interrupted, and this is a quizzer from Bantica, uh, named Danny Barba, and he interrupted and he said, success, quote the verse that contains this word. And he quoted Joshua 1.8. And uh, the judges were over there talking. and Because the actual question said, quote, the verse of our study. Because there's only one verse of the... You know, we don't memorize the whole Bible every single year. Just in case you guys didn't know. We don't memorize it every year. But we memorize, you know, selections. Maybe uh, 500 and something verses for the experienced division. Well, Danny Barba knew that that was the only verse in the Bible where success was mentioned. And so the judges are over there talking. They're like, man, he opened it to, they came and they said, that is incorrect because you have to say the verses of our study. And he didn't say the verses of our study. And then Danny Barber contested. He did it on purpose. He came down and he said, that is the only verse in the entire Bible where success is mentioned. And here it is. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Well, the Hebrew word for the word success uh, that's translated here is not just one time. It's like 70 times. Um, there it is. Yeah, it's like 70 times, right? Or sit, depending on which one you read, 60, yep, yep, one says, yeah, <laughs> I've got, I had a couple different contradictions on that, that's why I said around 70 times, because some of them say 60 something, the other ones say 70, so he said to Joshua, be strong and very courageous, I don't know about anyone else, but I like the idea of being strong. I like the idea of being very courageous. And here's the reason why. That thou mayest observe to do all, to do according to all the law. And that's a very good reason to be strong and very courageous. And there might be some things in the law that are not easy for us to do. Our flesh would rather not observe some of the things that are in the law. But we need to be strong and very courageous. Because it's not easy. There's some things that we shouldn't do that we like to do. And there's some things that we um, should do, but we don't like doing. And so we have to be strong and very courageous. We need to not give in to that flesh. We need to observe to do what is written. Maybe it's not popular with our society. Maybe it's not popular with this culture. And maybe it doesn't line up with what our society thinks. Maybe society thinks it's way too extreme. But stay focused. Don't be distracted. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. A lot of people have tried to be prosperous. They're looking for the key to prosperity. They read self-help books. I have. Anyone else read any self-help books? <laughs> I haven't read him, but I've, am I the only one who've read, who's read self-help books? Brother McAtee. All right. Me and Brother McAtee. Oh, you, oh, you guys have? Okay. All right. All right. 
I've listened to self-help audiobooks. I mean, YouTube videos are telling me how to be better. You know, so many rules of life and how to, you know, how to win friends and influence people and all that good stuff. Uh, you know, we pay money. We take classes. We watch YouTube videos or anything that we can find in order to be prosperous. But if you, as the Lord told Joshua, will be strong and very courageous and do according to all the law, you will be prosperous. So we need to get it in our mouths. Some have never had it in their mouths to begin with. So we need to read it. We need to memorize it. We need to meditate on it. We need to speak it. We need to write it. Don't let it depart out of your mouth. Some have never, ever even had it in their mouth. Some people have never read the Bible. And we are people. This is, this is the word of God. This is God's word, love letter to us. I don't know if about anyone else. Is, Anyone else had um, somebody wrote you a love letter? Sister Kathy? You still have some of those? Wow. How many? Did you ever read any of those more than once? <laughs> yes. Love letters. It's God's love letter to us. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That's, that's pretty often. The word meditate means, you know, if you ask Siri, Siri says to contemplate, to think deeply about. Focus your mind on it for a period of time. Consider. Plan mentally. And Strong says, or Thayer says, to roar, growl, groan, to utter, speak, to meditate, devise, muse, to imagine. Have you ever just stopped and thought about the words, God's word? You memorized the scripture maybe and just meditated on it. Why should this book of the law not depart out of your mouth? And why should you meditate on it day and night? goes on to say that thou mayest do according to all that is written therein. So this sounds like God wants us to do everything that's written therein. Everything that's written in the book of the law. God wants us to do everything, and it's for our benefit. He's not trying to be so harsh and so strict and tough on us. It really is for our benefit. It's for my benefit. It's for your benefit. It's actually what's best for you. It's what's best for your family. It's what's best for society. Don't you want what's best for you? For then shalt thou make thy way prosperous. When you start doing according to all that is written therein, you'll make your way prosperous. Uh... The word prosperous means to push forward in various senses, literally or figuratively, transitively or intransitively. And it's translated as break out, come, go over, be good, be meat, be profitable, and then thou shalt have good success. Then, after you've pushed forward, you will have good success. Amen. But there are things that will prevent you from having good success. Are you uh, wanting to be successful? Here's the things that might prevent you. 
according to a parable that Jesus spoke in Matthew 13. And starting at verse 3, he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them, but other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And so then Jesus begins to explain this parable because they didn't quite understand it. And if I was there, I'm not sure I would have understood it. But thankfully, Jesus explained it. And starting at verse 18 of that same chapter, he said, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, if you read God's word and you don't understand it, you're like, that's like the seed that's by the wayside. It's not going to grow. It's not going to be profitable in your life. You need to do everything that you can to understand it. So when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, that's good. We need, if we have ears to hear, we need to hear. So we got to hear it. And you don't understand. You're like, I don't get it. I don't understand. I give up. How many people just give up? Well, they're like these individuals. Then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. Lack of understanding. That's the first thing that I wanted to share with you that will prevent the success of God's word in your life. That lack of understanding. A lot of people complain about not understanding God's word. But don't let that be an excuse in your life. You can and you need to get understanding. Do everything that you can. It's vital. It's essential. Look up those words. Study those words. Read the context of that verse. There's, sometimes there's some good commentators that might be able to help you with the understanding of that verse. Sometimes reading different versions helps you. Right, Sister Kathy? Don't let that wicked one come and take that which was sown in your heart. Hear it, and then with all thy getting, get understanding. Get understanding. Understand it. Do what you can to understand that verse. Now, verse 20 says, But he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word. That's good. He hears the word. And a nun with joy receive it. That's great. He even receives the word with joy. Great. Yet hath he not written himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. So here's another thing that might prevent the word of God from being successful in your life. 
the word of God is sown. You might receive it with joy even. Maybe you even hold on to it for some time, but then comes tribulation. Tribulation because you've done what the Bible says to do. You've actually done it. And then you figure, you know what? It might be easier to not do it anymore. I give up. This is too hard being a Christian. So I need some relief from this trial. Maybe by keeping the word, it causes some persecution. Anyone here been persecuted for righteousness sake? Maybe keeping that word causes some persecution. And I don't know about you, but I don't like to be persecuted. I hate being wrong and I hate being persecuted. I hate trials. I hate tribulations. I hate pain. I hate suffering. I don't like any of that stuff. So here comes persecution. And, you know, it's because I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And why do I do, when I do what I'm supposed to do, everything just happens. It's just bad stuff. It would just be easier for me to, you know, I don't have to do what's right, do I? Forgive them? I don't have to like them, do I? <laughs> Love them? Oh, Sister Kathy. Wait, could I love them and not like them? <laughs> ah, why does it have to be so hard to keep God's word? I tried it. Every time I try, bad stuff happens. I don't want to try anymore. And then this is the 22, verse 22 says, he also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word. That's good. He hears the word. We got to hear. It's important. We must hear, right? So he hears the word and the care of this world. Anyone have any cares in this world? Yep. How about anyone desire money, you know? My wife was, we were talking the other day, and she said, she was just messing with me. She said, you know, money's the root of all evil. I go, no, that's not what it says. You know, it's the love of money that's the root of all evil. But, you know, it's okay to have money as long as I don't love it, right? So the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. So the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and it can actually choke out the word. We can be distracted by the cares of this world. We can be distracted by the deceitfulness of riches. And the word that we heard could be choked out. And we can become unfruitful. And that's not God's will. He wants us to be fruitful. We want to be successful. We want to be those who bring forth a lot of fruit, right? But he that receiveth the seed into good ground is he that heareth the word. This is great. You got to hear the word and understandeth it. You got to understand it. You really need to do everything that you can to understand the word Get it in your heart. Get it in your soul. Apply it to your life. 
And that is the individual that will bear fruit. And they will bring forth fruit. Bear, beareth fruit and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. So we've got to bear it and we've got to bring it forth. So lack of understanding, tribulation or persecution, and cares of this world and deceitfulness of riches are the things that can prevent us. In Psalm 119, verse 105, some of you know this verse by memory. Psalm 119, verse 105. Just going to see you guys to see this. You guys, you guys are going to, as soon as you see it, you're going to go, oh yeah, we know this verse. Psalm 119, verse 105. Can I get a hallelujah? <laughs> you recognize that? None. I just wanted to point this out. If you read Psalm 119, it's broken down in 22 eight-verse sections. So every, like the first eight verses, it has a word like this. And each word is the word of the Hebrew alphabet. You don't see it in English, but it's called an acrostic poem. And so there are eight verses, eight thoughts concerning God's word times 22. And in the Hebrew language, each one of those verses start with that letter. It's an acrostic poem. 22 times eight is? 22 times eight. Come on, you're good at math, Michael. 176. There's 176 verses in Psalm 119, the longest chapter in the Bible. And notice this is the very first one. This lines up with Revelation. 22 eight-step lessons. Revelation, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. His word. Sometimes we don't know which way we should go, which direction we should go. We need to get ourselves in the Word because it's going to give us some understanding. It's going to help us understand which way we should go, how we should act, how I should treat my brother Vivek, right? And my brother Michael even. So, and then Proverbs 6.23 says, For the commandment is a lamp and the law is light and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Psalm 19, verse 7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. How many would like to have your eyes enlightened? To be able to see. You know, when you read the scripture and you're like, Ah, I see. Some people read the scripture and they're like, I don't get it. 
how could you get anything out of this, right? But that's what I pray when I read the Bible. God, open my understanding. I want my eyes to be enlightened so I could see, so I can understand from your word. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. Yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Another scripture that Jesus spoke in his prayer, in the Lord's prayer in John 17, in verse 17, he said, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. His word is truth, and we're sanctified by it. So we need to read. We need to read every day, no matter what. Make a commitment to God's word today. And let's look. We're going to just go back to that opening verse in Deuteronomy 17, starting at verse 18. And it shall be when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book out of that which is before the priests, the Levites. And it shall be with him and he shall read therein all the days of his life. And that's the title of this message today is all the days of your life. If, if people would just get into the word, if they would read it, read it, memorize it, all the days of their life. I mean, I was writing these scriptures down as I was reading my Bible in the past couple of weeks, I was putting stars next to him because I forgot to talk about Bible reading in riches any day on the first Sunday of the month. I totally forgot about it. And as I was reading, these verses were popping out to me. And I'm thinking, we've got to get into God's word. Because I don't know about anyone else, but when I've, I am not an avid reader. I've always hated reading. I'm not like one of these people I mean, I went to school and I just hated it. And I'd rather be outside playing, climbing trees, riding my bike. I just hated reading. But there's one thing that I read and I'll read it every day. And that's the Bible. And one day I was thinking about, I just hate reading. I'm never going to be like super smart, super intelligent. I go, well, wait a minute. I do read and I read the best book that's ever been written. And it's God's word. And I seek to understand God's word. Sometimes I see words I don't even get. And I have to look them up. I mean, every time I read the Bible, there's things I don't even know what's happening. There's places, there's locations, there's geographic locations. I don't get it. Like if you told somebody that lives in New York and you were saying, you know, I drove over the hill and went into Diamond Springs. They'd be like, well, Diamond Springs, what? What's that all about? You and I get it. We've been there. But there's some geographic locations. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to go to Israel. I wanted to get a feel for the land. I wanted to get an idea how far it was from Jericho to Jerusalem or from Bethlehem to Jerusalem and, or even the Sea of Galilee. And I want to get that idea and that feel. So when I'm reading the scriptures, I have an idea. Oh, Galilee's there. And Bethlehem, it's so close. It's right there next to Jerusalem and, you know, all these different places. And so there's a lot of times that I'll see a geographic location. I'm like, I have no idea where that's at. I got to pull out a map. I want to see. And so this 
Bible becomes alive as we seek to understand God's word. That's for you and it's for me. And we're supposed to live by it all the days of our life. But we have reasons. We get sidetracked. And the seed that goes forth and the seed that's being planted, it may never bear fruit. We hear it, but it may never bear fruit because we don't do anything to cultivate it. We don't do anything. So each and every one of us are responsible for hearing God's word, God's law, all the days of your life. Amen. Good to see you, Daniel. So praise the Lord. That's the message today. I want to challenge you guys today to read your Bible, to study your Bible, to memorize scriptures, to have it close to you, write it out, do whatever you can. Uh, my, my sister, Christy, uh, she was a Bible quizzer. And after her Bible quizzing years, I went into her bedroom one time and she had scriptures that she had printed up and they were all across, all around the walls and stuff. I was inspired by that. I thought that was totally cool. And that's what we have to do. We need to have God's word. We need to be thinking about it. We need to be meditating about it. We need to be applying it to our lives. God wants us to. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Amen. So if you haven't been reading the Bible, young people, Jonathan, Caleb, read it. Study it. Look up the definitions of the words, Nathaniel. Look them up. Try to understand, what is this saying? Fernando called me one time. Fernando, you might be listening. He said he's going to be listening live. So, Fernando, wherever the camera is, he said they couldn't be here today. But uh, Brother Fernando called me, and he said, he said, I really, I'm looking at this scripture here. I believe there's more to this verse than, than I'm seeing. And I said, I'm going to tell you something right now, Brother Fernando. I guarantee you there's more to that verse than what you're seeing. I said, I'm going to share with you some things that I've seen, but I guarantee you there's more that I'm not seeing. I'll share you a couple things that I've learned about those verses, and I shared with him those things. But there's even more than that. Then maybe there's some things that I can't understand because God's word is infinite. And so get into the word. I want to encourage you guys to get into the word every day. It makes a difference, doesn't it, Sister Kathy? Uh, you don't have to get up at three in the morning or four in the morning. Sister Kathy does, but you don't, none, none of the rest of us have to. <laughs> but I encourage you, get into the word. Because early in the day is it when it's dark. So, you know, you can do it at midnight if you want. Still early in the day. Some of you night owls, you know, it's just like a plug to help you guys out a little bit. But I just want to encourage you. Study that word. Get into it. Read it. Maybe you don't understand it. Read the context. Ask questions. Learn everything that you can. How can I apply this to my life? Amen. Wouldn't that be awesome if it was a requirement for everyone who's going to be in leadership to write out God's word? Have his own copy with him? 
have that with him at all times. And, you know, you, you're over there on, on the job and leading and doing whatever. Hey, so-and-so, um, this and that. And I said, well, yeah, hold on a minute. I think there's a, something in this code book here that applies to that situation. Right, Brother Bloss? Code? And so, amen. There's the instruction book, the instruction manual, the B-I-B-L-E. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's it. That's the message. I told my wife, I said, I'm going to talk about the Word of God today. She said, you always talk about the Word of God. <laughs> I go, no, not out of the Word of God. I'm just talking about the Word of God. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, it's 12.08, and uh, I want to challenge you guys to make some commitments. That's my challenge to you. Read that Bible all the days of your life. You don't get too old to not read it anymore. Um, and I'm not trying to put anybody down, but I was shocked one time when I asked an elder minister, uh, not at this church, I said, because I used to ask ministers all the time, what material do you use to study? I'm curious about that. And this minister said, to tell you the truth, Brother Thorson, I don't much study anymore. Now that he's not preaching, and I really had to stop and think to myself, is that the reason why I study? Is that the reason why I read? Because this needs to be, even when I retire, even when it's all said and done, this needs to be something that I do every single day. And so, um, all the days of your life, every day, you don't get too old. Brother Buddy, you're not too old. You're a young guy, actually. You're really young. Sister Kathy, you're young. You're very young. Comparing to the Lord Jesus, you know, he's an ancient of days. <laughs> Everyone here is really young. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, I'm going to have Brother McAtee pray in closing. And also, if you, Brother McAtee, if you could pray for our food and our fellowship that we're going to have. Um, and we have some food back there, and I hope everyone stays, and we have some good fellowship. Amen. Brother McAtee. Amen. Thank you, everyone. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. And uh, all right.